This week on Crime World... There was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave. 1919-1920, there's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. They, on occasion, solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. Now, I'm Nicola Talent, and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World, wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. This is an Irish Independent podcast. Hello and welcome to the Troy and Hurling Show. We're back for another year of brilliant hurling debate and discussion. And what a year 2024 promises to be. Is this to be the year of the five in a row for Limerick with so many counties bursting to go to topple them from Galway, Waterford, Cork, Clare or Tip? There's going to be so many talking points and twists and turns and the road ahead. So who's better to tell us what's what and delve into all that action than John Milan and Eddie Brennan who will be there every step of the way until the final whistle in July. To get things started, John Milan joins me to look ahead to this weekend's opening league games. But first, John, I want to get your thoughts on the renaming of Parky Queeve. Yeah, well, look, after... You know, the reaction of, of, you know, when it first broke out that it was going to be Super Value Park. Um, you know, I think this is the best of, of both worlds for both uh, the Carl County Board and Super Value. I think it's 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 the best compromise out of the two. I couldn't understand how it didn't come about, you know, initially, when, you know, when they went in the negotiations, as we've seen with Nolan Park and we've seen with, with Torres, but... Is it a case, John, where they just where it's kind of thrown out there to see what the public reaction is, and then if there's a lot of kickback, which there was, there was a hell of a lot of kickback, where they go back to maybe a more neutral option? Yeah, possibly, possibly, and but I didn't think they probably first foresaw that it was going to be it was going to get the reaction that it, that it got. But looking at the deal now, it's it's an unbelievable deal for for uh, for uh, for Carl GAA. I mean, what, a quarter of a million a year over the next 10 years? That's 2.5 million. That's unbelievable money. And I know, look, you have the old traditionalists in, in Cork saying, you know, we're selling our selling our souls, you know, we're kind of commercial. Why are we going down the commercialised route? You know, why can't we find out other avenues of, of bringing, in other, bringing in revenue? And I think probably Cork County Board have, have explored other avenues. But, you know, when there's... A company out there that's willing to give you two hundred fifty thousand, and it's it's let's let's call it a speed a speed. It's 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 handy money. It's easy money. So you know before the year starts off that you have you have two hundred fifty thousand, quarter of a million tucked away in the bank. I mean, it's 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 an old brainer. And I actually foresee that more county count, county grounds are going to go down this road. I even see my own county Welsh Park. You know, when you even see the name Welsh Park. Uh, you know they're probably going to have the same problems, but I, I think it's 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 an old brainer. I don't think county boards are, are going to have any other option. I think Welsh Park is probably going to come up for for bidding as well. You know when yeah when we have the new Welsh Park, we're one third of the way there. Um, and again, you know if if there's a company out there willing to give you two hundred grand between one hundred fifty grand to two hundred fifty grand a year. Over a, a long period of time, I think it's a it's it, it's a win win for both the company and, and the county board. Now I have to say, Super Value Park did not sit well with me at all. And when you're fundamentally changing the name of a ground that's etched in GA history with something like this, where you're basically just tagging something onto the front of it, and I can totally understand why Super Value, from their point of view, would have wanted their name front and center because you know. Uh, the way I'd refer to it is, it's like a couple of, I work in racing a bit, it's like the Savills Chase or the Lexus Chase. That's the sponsor's name. The race is known as that. They wanted the ground known as, you know, Super Value Park so that they get a lot of traction from it. But I think they've already got a lot of traction and I think this is the best of both worlds for them and for Corp GA. Whereas to me, Mull, I would say the same as you. I think like this is free money to me. Like you're just you're tagging a name on to the front of the the ground's name. Most people are probably still going to refer to it as the park or or Parky Queeve. And like I, I know with my own club in Burr, we're one of the few clubs that have a, a sponsor on our grounds. We're Grant Heat in St Brendan's Park, 
and it's a local company, the vast majority would still probably refer to it as St. Brendan's Park. So I do think I do think this is a, a nice balance for them. You have to remember Cork have a debt of over 30 million as well, which they're trying to service. And like 2.5 million might, like it's not, what, well, it's a little less than 10%, but it's still chipping away at that debt. So uh, interesting to see whether anybody does actually call it by its official name or most people would still refer to it as Parky, Parky Queeve. Um, but, uh, I, it's, can, it's, I, think, I think realistically the only people that will, will call it by the, the official name now will be probably people in the media. Like, like, like or, you know, and it'd be no different to, to Nolan Park, Torres, Wexford Park. I see those three grounds are still Torres, Nolan, Nolan Park and Wexford Park. And I won't see Parky Cueve, I won't foresee it uh, as, 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 as super value Parky Cueve. I'll be still calling it, uh, call it Parky Cueve and, uh, I think an awful lot of people out there in the GA world will, will, will do the same. I know there'll be some people upset over it and they will say maybe that we're selling our soul or whatever, but there are, you know, the commercial implications for county boards all around the country. Like Cork spent over two million on their two county teams last year. Like if you're able to get, you know, one eighth of that, a quarter of a million in every year for something like this, I do think it makes sense. Um the issue I would have had was would have been fundamentally changing the name. So I think they've kind of found a happy ground there. Well, we're obviously looking at the, the league kicking off this weekend. Just before we, we get into that, like what are your own memories of playing, you know, league for Waterford? They actually marched down in Walsh Park one time. I think it was near the end of the league where you were just kind of coming back in. Um, maybe, you know, older players coming back in later in the campaign. But what, did, like, would you have treated the league fairly seriously? I know your your league medal from was it all seven that you'd 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 ranked that pretty highly amongst amongst your achievements. What did the league mean to you in your own playing days, or what did you try and get out of it yourself? Yeah, well, look, I suppose yeah, that medal looked in two thousand seven. I, I I really cherish that medal because you know we had to beat uh, that great Kilkenny team back back then, and you know to beat Kilkenny in in any national final or any final at all, whether it be Leinster or All Ireland. Um, National League final back then was was, was tough going, and we, we played exceptionally well uh, that day in two thousand and seven. But look, it's it, it can be it can be different. Like you know, it depends what what age you're at as well. Like you know, if you're if you're breaking onto the scene, you're twenty years of age, twenty one years of age, and you know you're eager, you're want to get your name out there, you want to try and you know put on a show for whatever manager is there to try and put your hand up and say, look, I want to be. I want to be in. I want to be in contention for 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 the championship. And I suppose when you get into your mid twenties, then uh, you know you can you can kind of see it a, a bit different. Like you know you're kind of you know you're going through another league campaign, and some sometimes it's kind of a case of right. I'm just going to try and get through these games. Uh, you know, even try and stay injury free. Try and play you know one or two good games. Get a bit of farming. I suppose then, as as you get older, as as the case I was marking you, I think was that twenty eleven or zero? That was twenty twenty ten, was it twenty ten? Yeah, it was in it was in around then. Yeah, I just scored. Yeah, the yeah, with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that would have been twenty ten, where Davy took the decision then to you know hold back some of the older players like myself, Dan, Ken, Tony Brown, Owen Kelly. Uh, so he he would have held us back for the for the first couple of games, and then he kind of would have. Uh, Integrated us back into in, into the panel then midway midway through the league. So, yeah, it, it, a lot a lot depends on 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 your age. Uh, and look, once once you kind of you secure that medal, uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's it's your natural goal to go and chase chase another medal. I think every year, uh, depending on the league structures, you know, you know, if you can get a couple of league wins under your belt, get a bit of momentum, gain a bit of confidence. But and hold on to your Division One A status, and I suppose that's going to be taken into account this year, where there's probably going to be a bit more at stake in contrast to last year, where let's let's call a spade a spade. If you won one game, you were going to hold on to your D- D- Division One A status. That's not the case this year, where it's the top seven, three and three, is it? And the four, the four best placed team, is it? Is, is yeah, there a playoff? Uh, yeah, three and three. So the top three in Group One A. Will go up into Division One A next year, and the top three in uh, Group B, and then the two four place teams will play a playoff, and whoever are wins. You, are, that, you, are you sure? Are you sure that's a playoff, or, or, or is it the best place four 
fourth place team in regards to scoring averages and points, no? No, no, fairly sure they're playing a the playoff, yeah. Fairly sure they're playing a the playoff because it goes to 7 in 1A next year and there'll be 7 in 1B as well. So it's a fairly big kind of fundamental change. It's kind of like the old 1A and the old 1B. It'll basically be the top 7 and then teams ranked 8 to 14 in Division 1B. So there's a, there is... There's a bit at stake. You need to get you need to get a few wins on the board here. Yeah, and, and look, I'll take you back to was it 2013 and 2014 where it was the top six and it was the was it top top six two down two up, uh, and and you even go back to those league campaigns where there were great league campaigns and they had actually had a had a knock on effect where we had we had a, we had a great championship in 2013. Clare won the championship and a great championship in 14. But it was doggy dog for the, for those first three games. I'll 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 take it back to 2013. It was like you know, it was you know fire and brim brimstone in 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 some of those games. And and I think you know we m- might have a bit of that early doors in the league because I know for a fact that you're just touching there on on expenditure and 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 I touched on it there on on Radio One on on Sunday. You would have some county board saying saying to saying to some managers right, don't I don't care. The one thing in this league, we have to secure three wins. We have to secure Division 1A status next next year. We have to secure getting three home gates next year against against three big sides. Uh, you know, even from a television point of view, from a sponsorship point of view, you want to be in that Division 1A next year. And even I take my own county, I know Sean Michael O'Regan will be, you know, he won't be putting pressure on a day, but he's kind of saying to Dave, look, we possibly need to go after the league a bit more this year. And uh, you know, secure that Division One A status, and I think some other counties will be will be will be going with the with the same approach. You know, we'll we'll try and secure those two or three wins early doors, and maybe kind of tamper off then. You know, yeah, there's the there's the financial implications of it. I'd say, but in Division One A, um, more gates, as you said, more likely to be more TV games, and then there's also the fact that you're brushing shoulders with the best teams, even if it's early in the league. Like That does benefit you. It means that you're not maybe sleep, sleepwalking into a championship, playing you know, maybe with due respect to them, and awfully you're one of them, the ranked 14, 13, 12th team, where you're not going to learn as much. You learn a hell of a lot playing Limerick, Cork, Clare, Kilkenny, Tip, in Division 1A. That's, you'll, you'll blood lads and you'll really find out whether they're able to sink or swim come summer. Yeah, a hundred percent. And like you even take back to the to, to when Waterford won it in, in twenty fifteen, right? They came through uh division division one B, but that automatically qualified them then for a semi final. Will that will that will that apply again next year with the top two? Will they go into the semi final semi final no, stage? No, 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 no. It's uh it's well it's obviously it'd be it'd just it'll just be one A off separate by separate one by a, itself. And it's, yeah. And, 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 and it's the top two teams in twenty twenty five go straight to the final. Am I, am I right yeah, saying that? Top two so, teams, yeah. So, like, even back then, you know, if you were in Division 1B, like, if you finished in the top two, you knew, right, you could gauge where you were at and maybe a possibly a league semi-final because that would have secured your league semi-final. But you're not going to have that luxury next year. So you're 100% right, even next year, if you're in Division 1B, you might possibly get one, possibly two good games and then the rest of the teams are probably going to be let's call a spade a spade, you know, below par. So it's going to be hard to gauge where you are going into going into the championship. So that's why I think you're 100% right. You know, you know, you will want to be in that Division 1A to gauge where you are. Well, we might just fly down through the, the six teams in 1A and just just briefly go through a wish list of what they're hoping to get out of the league. So Division 1A is Clare, Cork, Kilkenny, Offaly, Waterford and Wexford. We just start with Clare and Brian Lowen. Like, what, what's he hoping to get out of the league? Last couple of years probably hasn't placed too much emphasis on it realistically. Yeah, well, look, again, look, they're going to go through the league. Kelly's going to be out for the whole, whole of the league. Uh, again, I think they're going to be a county that are kind of going to look, I'd say, you know, the county board. He's probably going to be hearing from his county board say, look, Brian, we'll secure two or three wins and you can do what you like after that then. Uh, and I think that would be the approach. Now, they have a big one Sunday. I'm actually going up to cover that game against Cork. So, if they were to lose the Cork, you know, they're on the back foot straight away. Uh, and look, you even take Division 1A. It's Division 1A is probably more testing, challenging group than than Division 1B. Uh, the likelihood is, it's, you know, you look at Division 1B, Galway, Tipperary, and Limerick are going to come out of that. So, yeah, that game Sunday is going to be a big one. But again, I think from a player's point of view, Will they target a semi-final? 
I think they'll go with the same approach last year. They'll try and blow a couple of couple of lads, try and find a couple of players if he can try and unearth two or three players whilst winning those two or three games. I think that'll suffice for Clare. Yeah, uh, obviously you said there, Tony Kelly underwent surgery in his ankle pre-Christmas. So he's, I think just having him back for Munster is the key thing. And even last year, I think John Conlon only returned halfway through the league. Shane O'Donnell played no league. So I would see it something similar like that, particularly with the older stages, that they'll just make sure they're back on the pitch and ready uh, come summer. Cork Mull, like, uh, you know, a bag full of under 20 medals in their pockets now. Like, what do you think they'll be hoping to get out of the league? I think Cork are, are a team, you know, look, the last time Cork won the, the National League is is 1998, what's going on, what, probably 20, 26 years now. Uh, I think Cork, with the depth of their panel, I think the depth of their panel will allow them to maybe go after the league. Uh, I think, you know, with the depth of their panel, I don't think they're... they're their 15 will be weakened week on week off uh, I think they'll have a strong 15 out even when they're rotating players so I think that will allow Cork to to go to go after the league I think out of all the teams in, in Division 1A I think Cork might be best place to go and, and, and challenge for, for a league title and I don't think that will hinder Cork going into the championship I actually think uh, uh, if Cork were to win it but to have league for league success, I think it would be, I think it would benefit them. Um, so yeah, for me, I would foresee Cork. They got to the semi. There was a semi finals last yeah, year, you know, Kilkenny, and, yeah. and, and 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 you know they were thoroughly disappointed against Kilkenny in that in that uh, was it semi final got beaten by Kilkenny. Yeah. You know they were you know they were they underperformed. It was difficult enough going up to Nolan Park. So I I foresee uh, Pat Ryan. Targeting in the league semi-final and taking it on from there yeah just on Kilkenny that you mentioned there it's obviously uh, Derek Ling's second season um, not a bad first season got to a league final won a Leinster final in dramatic fashion got to an All-Ireland final bit of change there Mull with Parik Walsh probably retiring Richie Hogan retiring doesn't look like TJ's going to play any league he played no league last year I think they're going to give him a long break what do you see from Kilkenny? We probably need to probably need to see a lot of new faces, and we need to see probably five or six of them really staking a claim. Yeah, well, look, I suppose the the, the one that springs to mind is is possibly you'd be hoping that Billy Drennan, you know, he he a year under his under his belt now that he'll probably he'll probably kick on, and I think would after a year of strength and condition, I think he could he could have a, a big one from you know uh, one lad I was watching in the Welsh Cup, Kevin Blanchfield. Looks promising enough. He could he could put his hand up. Uh, I think you know even the likes of Mikey Carey. He didn't have Mikey Carey last year. You know, blooding him back into the into the panel, uh, getting him game time. I think you know you, you consider then that they didn't have David Blanchard as well. I think what way is he going to the approach going to be taken with the O'Loughlin Gales lads? You know, you, you have to consider that some of these some of these players, three of his defence starting starting. Lads in in defence are after losing three All Irelands now in the space of, of eighteen months, be it club or, or county. So, what's going to be the approach there? Does he give him a bit of time off? We've seen it with the Glen lads; they were they were straight in. Um, what's going to be the approach with TJ? You know, will we will we see TJ at all in the league, or will we see him at the latter stages? And again, I think you know Kilkenny will be Kilkenny. You know, no matter. If it's a game of tiddly wings, they'll always be competitive. And one, one sure thing, you know, when you go to Nolan Park, no matter what game it is, they'll always be competitive. Nolan Park. So I foresee them, you know, being in that top three. I think they'll they'll win the majority of their home games. I think they'll pick up a win on the road as well, and I think that will will secure Division One A status for uh, for twenty twenty five. I think they probably might be, might be finding out in a in a two or three way. Two, three way to get a to get a semi final, but uh, yeah, again they'll be, they'll be knocking on the door. And I think look, the Leinster Championship kind of allows them to go 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 after go after a league uh, league, league success. So uh, yeah, I think Derek Ling will be anxious to have a, another good league campaign. I'll probably do do with my own awfully. Uh, we're in one eight. Probably it's not as difficult maybe as it has been in other years, but it's still a very very difficult. Uh, 
a difficult series of games. Clare, Cork, Kilkenny, Waterford, Wexford, starting with Waterford at the weekend. Um, after it's so it was so demoralising that Tipperary defeat in that preliminary quarter final last year, like the the biggest tally ever put up in a championship was put up against us. It was a fair eye opener to where we actually are. As good as the McDonough final was, and as competitive as it was, and as thrilling as it was, there are levels, you know, to intercounty hurling. There's levels to probably the top three or four. There's levels to the top one. Then there's levels to the next two to six, and then there's levels thereafter and levels again. You know. So, so like from an awfully point of view, and I, and I think was it was it like this is this is the group of dead. I think West was a Westmead. We're unfortunate to find ourselves in this in this this group as well. Like I think, you know, Offaly might be better placed being in in the other group where you know they could target maybe the Antrim game and 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 the Westmead game. Uh, you know, well, I think, well, I think well, the Division One B is made for an Offaly and it's made for a Westmead because we're going to be playing Westmead. We're going to be playing Leash maybe going to be playing Kerry and maybe a Dublin or maybe someone around ranked seven or eight that we actually have a, or maybe a Wexford that we'd well, have no, a shot well, no, against I, in a I, given I, day. I, I'm saying maybe one being next year, yes, but like, yeah. you, you know, they find themselves, you know, they find themselves in, 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 in Division 1 Holland next year. What I'm saying is, you know, this side of the draw seems a lot harder than the other side, you know, you know when you consider that there's, there's Westmead and, and Antrim in there. Um, but look, from you know, from my point of view, like what's what's the approach going to be from Offaly? Like what's what's a reasonable target for for the Offaly management going into this this league campaign? Oh God! Well, you like I know speaking to Michael Michael Fenley before when they're in a similar situation, he kind of said you know everyone was getting very excited after they got promoted to Division One, and then a couple of weeks later you realise who you're playing, and it's a stark kind of realization of. You're probably going to be in for a few batterings along along the way. Um, it's just a lot of it is just trying to minimise the damage. Really, um, they're going to be a lot. You have to be realistic. There's going to be a lot of double digit defeats, and that's just a, that's just the way it is. You just try and survive. I'd say as best you can. The, be, the one of the most exciting things, and I don't know, we're definitely not going to see the best of them this year, or probably next year, or maybe even the year after. But we're just to see how Adam Screeny goes at senior level is going to be really, really interesting. I think he can kind of turn into that potentially that Joe Dean type, type player who's just really diminutive and able to, like just able to uh, belie his own size but he's going to get thrown around a bit for the first time. Yeah, and I, don't, and I don't think Winter Hurling Winter Hurling is, 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 going to, is going to suit him. And look, I, I actually see a bit of myself in, in, in Adam Screeny where when I, when I first came on the scene I was I wouldn't say I was timid, but I was I was very, very light. And then, you know, Jerry Fitzpatrick came into into the into the Warford setup and he just uh body wise, he just he just transformed transformed me. And I, as good a talent as he is, I I think he's gonna his his body his, his body shape is gonna have to is gonna have to develop and develop quickly. And I don't think there be there should be too much pressure put on Adam Screeny. And you mightn't see the best of as you touched on there, you mightn't see the best of Screeny. Until maybe you know twenty twenty six, where his his body is starting to develop. Because as of now, you know there's still a big big step up from under twenty up up the senior level, and I think you know physically he might be ready for it for, for a jet. So I think the awfully supporters maybe have to take a step back and say to themselves, "Well, look, we can't put too much too much pressure on this kid." No, definitely. I'll be straight with you, Mullen. And my last point is, I actually wouldn't have had him in there this year, being honest with you. He's he's, he's fresher down in UL. They won a fresher league All-Ireland. I'd let him go and enjoy himself for the year and go and do his own programme and then maybe come in next year. But he's in there now anyway, so... Well, look, or even, or even the approach was would be... I would nearly... If, if I was the manager of Alfie or in the management, management team, I would nearly leave Screeny off for the league campaign, you know, do we do we need to be putting this kid out who's not physically developed yet, has a bit to go? Are we doing any doing him any justice by putting him out in winter conditions, horrible conditions, mucky conditions that lads are going to be pulling and dragging out of They're going to get an awful lot of physical contact. I know often he will be eager to win the Joe McDonough, but maybe come back, review it, and say, look, Adam, are you ready to come in in April? Put him on a, a gym program. For the, for the next couple of months, three months, for the next tw- 12 weeks, see where he is then and then bring him in for the Joe McDonough. That would be my approach. Yeah. Your own Waterford Mull, um, they would be one of the teams that I'd say might have a, a decent a decent crack off the league just because 
I think last year, I wouldn't say the word rot set in, but things weren't, people weren't liking what they were seeing from the early stages of the league and it kind of carried over and there wasn't that much enthusiasm going into the championship. Do you expect Davey to take a good crack at the league this year? Oh, 100%. I look strangely enough, I, I was kind of taken back by his approach last year in the league. Like you go back to, you know, when he had the success with Wexford, you know, when he had the success with Clare, like he always targeted having a good league campaign and, and bringing that into the championship. And I foresee Waterford going that route uh, this year. I, I foresee them targeting every game, trying to get a bit of momentum, trying to gain a bit of confidence. Uh, and I don't think he'll have, he'll go with the same approach this year. I think he'll go out to win every game. And, you know, I probably think, he was probably thinking, he's probably a bit spooked by the fact that Waterford, after winning the league under Liam Catlin, you know, you know, I had a, had a, had a knock on effect. Did they need to go and win another another league? But I've always said it. I don't think you know down through the years. I I don't think you know winning winning the league titles does 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 Waterford and any damage going forward. Now, obviously, look when when Waterford won the, the league under under Liam Cal, you know we were di- disappointing in the championship. But I, I don't think that. I don't think that should spook Waterford going into this year. I think we should go go gun ho for the league, try and win as many titles as or try and win as many games as, as possible. And uh, you know, target maybe going after another league title and then take it into your, your first two home games. So I think the approach from Waterford, I think the target for Waterford and I think the target for Davis Sherrill definitely secure those three wins. And I think that has to be has to be a little tick to say, look. That's the, the first target this year. We secure Division 1A status for 2025. Try and get into a semi-final. And if you're in a semi-final, we'll be saying then, you know, go and try and win the league. And then, you know, we'll worry about the championship then. Because I just think Waterford over the years, if we have a good league campaign, uh, I think, you know, there's a bit of a feel-good factor. Bring that into the championship. And I think that has to be the aim this year. Try and win a couple of games. Try and get into a, a league semi-final and bring it into those first two games against Cork and, and Tipperary at home. Just one last one, Mull. I think Caelan Lyons is back from, from his travels down under, but Stephen Bennett is in a bit of trouble by all accounts with his hips and he's going to take, he's going to take a lot of managing, isn't it? Like it's, it sounds pretty serious from what Davey was saying a couple of weeks ago that probably realistically maybe he shouldn't even be playing, but that he's, he's very, very keen to play and he's obviously one of your best players and he was nominated for Player of the Year a couple of years ago when he got to the All-Ireland Final in 2020. Oh, massive! I mean, massive kudos to him. I mean, he's he's going against being he's going against the grain and what he what he's being told. And I suppose, look, you you see when you're retired, there's, there's, there's life after Ireland, and when 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 you're you know when you move on, you know you move on to the people move on to the next kid, or you know life goes on. So, but look, that just goes to show you, you know, the type of leader that he is. That he 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 feels that no. I want to go out. I want to give everything for the cause. Um, and look, even to have him around the camp, have him around the setup. And, you know, look, I don't know what, what, what 2024 is going to bring for, for Stephen Bennett. Will he, will he be partially playing? Will he be, will he be fully playing? But, you know, when you have a, a, a fully added Stephen Bennett on, on, on the pitch, uh, you know, he takes serious, serious watching. So, you know, to have him, to have him there, it's a big coup for Waterford going forward for 2024. Just on your neighbours, uh, the last team we look at in 1A, Wexford, I was down in Carlo the other day watching them in the, the Walsh Cup final and listen, you have to take the caveat if it was, it was a Walsh Cup final, they were playing a Galway, probably second string team. They had a good few um, debutants themselves as well. I was very impressed with the energy that they showed, the enthusiasm they showed all over the pitch. Thought they looked very, very fit and real mad for road and was one of the key things is is realistically keeping Lee Chin fit because uh, I was just looking at him the other day like he like he just he actually it's mad to say a fella as as you know developed as lads are at Inter-County now he actually stands above most lads at Inter-County like for Keith Rossiter keeping him fit and you know getting the likes of Liam Og McGovern Dermot O'Keefe Matt O'Hanlon back on the pitch Liam Ryan etc that's huge Jeez I, I was actually even surprised I'm actually surprised to See Lee Chin, you know, you know, out so 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 early. So that's now Keith, Keith did give a bit of reasoning for that. He said he finished playing club championship last July, and he didn't play, he didn't play any football. And he said like if we don't get some games into him now, 
he won't have hurled a match in six or seven months. So I, I actually thought the same as you, but it was quite logical when he put it like that. But I understand where you're coming from because you want to have him fit when you really need him. Yeah, look, and look, look, he's been he's been privy to, to injuries all, over the years. And look, as you just touched on, you nearly want to be wrapping him up in cotton wool. But I mean, I've seen some of the pictures of him. I mean, wow, he's just a he's just a species of an old man that you know the frame on him. He's he, he's a monster, um, an unbelievable, an unbelievable player. I think he's actually underrated, Mull, as a hurler. Oh, I know he isn't he? Like he's been oh, so good the last decade. He's been he's been the best player there of this generation, and he would fit in seamlessly in any other generation. Look, look, when you when you hear a person of the caliber of Jimmy Barry Murphy saying, Who's the one player you would sign or want and want in your team? And he names Lee Chin. That tells you all you need to know about Lee Chin. I mean, he's he's unbelievable. You think of even some of the performances he's given, and performances against really physical Kilkenny teams. He's been he's been um, he's been unbelievable. And Jesus, Wexford would love to have another two or three two or three like him. But you know, one thing about one short thing when Lee Chin takes to the field, a fully fit Lee Chin takes to the field, you're going to get a hundred percent max effort out of him. And when when you get that, you've got you've got every chance. And I and you know what I, I like. I like I like the approach by Wexford that they've they've given one of their own a, a, an opportunity and no better man than than Rosser. Look, he was he was part of our era, a great defender, one of the one of the best defenders. I, he wouldn't I, give I, you I, much more. No, he wanted, but he was he was a great servant to Wexford, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to, to watching Wexford under under uh, Rosser. He's after surrounding himself with some very very good people. They were extremely unlucky last year. Take take the Westmead game aside. Maybe the performance up in up in Galway, they should have beat Dublin up in up in Crow Park. They've plenty of opportunities to win that game. So again, I think Wexford, I think Key Rossler, are the fact now they've had a early, you know, success with, with Welsh Cup, I think they can bring that into this weekend. Now look, they've a they've a tough fixture to start with the weekend. It's no tougher test than going up to Nolan Park against Kilkenny. But they've beaten Kilkenny already in, in the Welsh Cup, but I think that'll be chalk and cheese uh Sunday. You know, when Kilkenny named their team, but again, I think you know the Wexford County board they'll be eager to finish the, in the top three. And you know, we've seen time and time again how difficult it is to go out to Wexford Park and get a result. And uh, again, I think if they can get a couple of their big lads back, I think they'll be right in the mix. I think they they'll be touched, they'll be there thereabouts to secure that top three, top three finish. Very interesting one, actually. The last point in Wexford. Um, their keeper last Sunday was a fellow by the name of Aaron Duggan, originally from Kilkenny, played in the county final for Dixborough in 2012. So there's a chance that Aaron Duggan could play in goals for Wexford against Kilkenny in Nolan Park on Sunday. So this will be fascinating. This Here's a guy who played minor for Kilkenny, captain the Kilkenny under-21s, captain the Kilkenny intermediate hurlers to a Leinster title, and played football for Kilkenny and was had the great Brian Cody as a principal in St. Patrick's. So he could be logging out or talking out for Wexford at the weekend. So that's a fascinating thing to look at. Jeez. And well, he was he was was he was he was he was Oil Gate last year. Yeah, he, he was brilliant. He's one of the best players for Oil Gate, Glen Bryan. They got to the first county final, I think, since 1963. So he's obviously moved down to the area. Um but that's just going to be an interesting side. But we'll just fly through one B. Um obviously uh, well, all the talk about Limerick this year is just going to be about five in a row. Um, and really, that's the ultimate goal. Getting out of Munster and completing five in a row. Like, what, what are they looking to get out of the league realistically? You know, they need to go and win another league. A league. And look, I, I think Kylie will be, he'll be, he'll be on his toes after last year. You know, when you think back to that performance in the league final and they nearly, you know, and Waterford nearly caught him two weeks later. You know, so... I think they'll be sceptical of, of that this year. I think I think what you'll see, look, they're, realistically, they're going to be answering the weekend. They're going to beat Westmead. The likelihood they'll, they'll beat Dublin. What will the approach be then for the, for the, for the Tipperary Galway game? I think what Limerick will do this year, like they've done other years, you'll probably see nine, ten of their normal starting 15. And I think he'll, he'll try out, he'll rotate the other five then and give them the, the, the full... Uh, group stage week campaign and I think they'll probably they'll, they'll see where they are they're at after from from a from a semi final on. Will it be the end of the world if they win another league campaign? But 
the way this team are, are, are being built on now, you know, they're just thinking trophy, you have the trophy, you have the trophy and trying to maximise, you know, what they can get out of it. And look, they won, they won all three last year and, you know, that could be the approach again this year. They might go after all three again this year and say, you know what, we'll, 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 do, we'll do the treble again. Um, but I just think they might be mindful. Are, are they out? They don't have the boy in the first round of the... The no, they, no, they they play Clare in Cusick Park. I think the first the first night, April twenty first. Yeah, you know, so like you know, if they were in a league final, you know, they're out two weeks two weeks later, and that's that's going to be a tough assignment to go to to to, to Clare uh, up in Ennis, and you know, seen last year, you know, even the scoring averages, their scoring average was down against Waterford, while all the other teams are putting up um, high scores. Carl put up high scores, so they're kind of on the back foot straight away. So. You know, that, that game in Ennis is going to be a massive, massive game because, you know, if they lose that game against Clare, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're chasing their tail again and, you know, they might have to scrape through Munster again. So, yeah, it will be very, very interesting, the approach. But look, I don't think, I don't think they're going to be able to do anything about it. I think they're going to win three of those games. They'll secure Division 1A status and uh, they could find themselves in a semi, semi-final again, you know. The great luxury about it is, is that like they're they're going to give lads their chances in the league, but when you throw in, we'll say Shane O'Brien, Adam English, Colin Coughlin, um, who else? Fergal O'Connor. Like they're not going to weaken the team too much. They're just, no, I think, I mean, I I think they're just going. To, yeah, they're going to be looking for more players that can come in and play five or ten minutes in championship games, or even halves if 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 they're needed. I think that's what Kylie will really try and get out of the league. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's scary to think about, like you know that you know Declan Hammonds to come back. You know, Sean, Sean Finn, Finn come yeah. back. You know, Keen. What will the approach be with Keen Lynch? You know, you know, will will he play the majority of the league, or or will they hold him back? You know, coming off the back of you know, he's he's had a he's had a tough year or two as, as well with, with injuries. So it'll be interesting the approach with, with Keen Lynch. But yeah, again, look, I mean, it's the embarrassment, the riches really that they have, like you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, just on Tipperary, Mull, I know Liam Catlin is someone you have great time for. Um, I would always say one of the best Waterford managers he ever had. Yeah, Coming into his second year with Tipperary, like take that Offaly game out of the equation last year and two out of their last three games were like a real no-show against Waterford, you'd have to say, in that, in that last Munster round robin game and a really kind of underwhelming quarter-final against Galway. Does, does he look at the year a bit differently as in, like I know he came in his first year, he wanted to hit the ground running. They probably trained very hard. They went hard at the league. Do they need to kind of spread it out a bit more? Does he need to bring the older faces back maybe a bit later in the league and make sure that they're still going a full throttle when the championship is in full flow? Yeah, 100%. And look, I was kind of surprised, you know, that, you know, the way their year kind of just kind of, you know, just kind of tampered out. It kind of, you know, it was kind of something similar to one the previous year after such a great start. In, in, in the Munster Championship, uh, they just seem to be running on on, on empty, in, 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 you know, coming to the latter stages of, of the, the All-Ireland Series again against Galway. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think, you know, you'll have a bit more personnel to, to pick off this year. You know, you have a cu- couple of bodies back. But, you know, I think another year or two under, under, under Mikey Bevins and, and, and the Tipperary management team, I think... I think out of all the teams, I think they're probably going to be the one team to probably keep an eye on. Fast with themselves and, and Waterford to see what way, what way to go about the league, uh, you know, how, how they perform. But oh, look, I have great time for Cattle, you know, despite what people say. I thought, thought Cattle was, was brilliant for Waterford. He had water. You no, know, take that uh, last campaign out of the way, the Munster Championship campaign in, in his last year. He was unbelievable for Waterford. He had Waterford playing unbelievable stuff. And I think, uh, you know, you've, you've got to consider as well where he was picking Tipperary up from the previous year. You know, they were probably in a, in a, in a, in a, in a very low place, weren't after winning t- too many games. So he kind of had to pick these lads up again. And I think year two under Cal Bevins and the Tipperary management, I think, I, I foresee this, this 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 being a good good year for Tip, and I think again I foresee them going having going after having a good league campaign, trying to win as many games as, as they can, trying to build a moment, build a 
bit of momentum, bit like water, build a bit of confidence and take it into uh, into the challenge. Just on Galway Mull, year three for Henry Shefflin, no major silverware on the table. He's enlisted the services of Eamon O'Shea now as well, who obviously lives in Salt Hill, Nakakara. So it's not, you know, he's not, it's not, you know, that big of a deal. He's living locally and he's been involved in Galway development squads. Big year for Henry, you'd have to say. Yeah, and look, I suppose he, he's at the, he, he's there for the next three years, is he? Is he? Yeah. yeah, he's there for the next three years. So, what's the approach going to be like? You know, you have the still the class of, of twenty seventeen. The majority of them are still there. You know, he's obviously going to try and load a couple of new players. And um, the, the one player for me is is uh, Young McLaughlin from from Port Humble. Is it? Yeah, Declan. He yeah, looks, could, yeah looks, I like it looks, there. I, I like the look of him. Like, um, he looks the real deal. He probably has that bit of Damien Hayes about him. Like, I don't think all we have had probably a, a player like Damien Hayes since Damien Hayes stepped away where he gets the ball run straight at you. And this McLaughlin seems to be that kind of Damien, Damien Hayes-esque about him where, you know, he, he, he goes with that approach. Um, so... Yeah, Willie Willie brought a couple couple more players. It'd be interesting the approach then again with 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 with, with his with his, with his elder elder statesman. Uh, I think he'll go after winning the league. I think the fact that they're in this this the group that they're in kind of gives him uh, a good opportunity to go and try and get into the top two, put themselves in a, in a semi final. And let's be honest about it. Unless they get caught with their pants down, they're going to be in the top three in in Leinster. So I think. Henry will will target uh, league, league success. I think he'll target Leinster success. And you know, if 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 he wanted want to do that, uh, it will be two box take ticked along the way, and it will give him a great opportunity to get to, get to an All Ireland final. So, yeah, I think I think the approach will be from Henry that I think they'll go all out for this league, and they're probably one of three or four teams that can that can really go after this league and. I would be one bit surprised if if uh, if Galway got off to a good start that they could be the league champions come 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 Labour. Just while we're on it, Mull, uh, and talking about Galway, they obviously have a Thomas's contingent coming back in um, on the back of an All Ireland club success. Just just briefly, like they'll have they'll have Conor Cooney and Shane Cooney and Fintan Burke and David Burke coming back in. But what a finale that that was to the club season. Just a word on a word, quick word on Anna Burke's winner and a quick. Uh, word on the bionic man David Burke what he done is absolutely phenomenal in the last couple of months yeah and, and, and like you think of like like Henry now you know has you know he didn't have David Burke last year uh, Shane Cooney wasn't there last year he was brilliant Aina Burke's point was just you know was right up there a score score for, score for the ages in regards Club Horland's probably one of the greatest Club scores ever, uh, but again, just touching on David Burke. I mean, what is it? Was it nine months since he done his done his cruise shit? It was a little over come... nine months since he got the operation to what he did in the All Ireland final. He was back six months after he came on the county semi final. His performance against Ballygunner, where he was just eighty five minutes, I'd say, was just from second one to the last second. It was it's just remarkable. Rem- rem- you took the words around remarkable. I mean, it was just astonishing stuff while while he was doing for a while. 30, 33 years of age. Um, but even going on Thomas's like, you know, I I'd be I'd be straight up to I couldn't have foreseen anyone else bar Bally Gunner you know when when Bally Hale were gone after that performance against uh, against Con Lara, but you know Massive credit has to has to go to uh, St Thomas's. How they were able to to dig it out against 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 Bally Gunner, could able to dig it out. You know, fourteen men against the uh, Lachlan Gales. Um, but yeah, that club final in general. You know, I think you know the goal that that was never never given. I think you know, I think the time has come now, very even when it gets to the latter stages of of a club championship where. I think we nearly have to open up the door where we nearly get referees to become umpires or get get officials to become umpires. And I think I think we nearly have to entice the right people to become umpires. No disrespect to the people who are umpires are there. They're great for maybe doing local games or whatever. But when it gets to the business end of it, 
why can't these people be paid? I mean, bringing these, bringing four lads up in a car and they're getting a cup of tea or a cup of, you know, a cup of tea or a sandwich. I mean, that day is gone. That day is gone. And I mean, let's get the right people involved and pay them. Pay them the proper, pay them what they deserve. I was talking to a, a local referee lately and he was doing a couple of the uh, underage once for championship games and he brought his father along and a couple of the, uh, Couple of his father's friends, and his father actually had to get a half day off of work, and and and, and the friends were the friends were the same because it, it was an evening game. And he got a cup of tea and a, and a sandwich a, after the match. I mean, that won't and that doesn't entice the you know the proper people to go and do that job because that's a that's a really 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 important job now, whether we like it or not, that we have the four best placed people to go and do that job, and unfortunately. You know, there was an awful lot of errors made in that All-Ireland final and I think we cannot allow that to happen again, you know. Yeah, definitely not on the on the biggest occasions. Just fly through the last three counties, uh, Antrim in 1B. Uh, to me, I think Antrim are under a bit of pressure this year. So they're without Ryan Elliott, their keeper, Keelan Malai, uh, Shan Elliott, Owen O'Neill, as well as Joe Maskey. Neil McManus is retired. And Donald Nugent is has uh, stepped away from the panel. It's like that. This is Darren Gleeson's fifth year. He's done a hell of a lot of good work. Uh, loads of good Division One results, but like they're they're on the back foot a bit already. When you go oh. through that type of personnel that they're without. Oh, when you t- when you when you talking about that type of personnel, those names are the creme de la creme of of not alone Antrim Hurling but but Ulster Hurling, and you know. Antrim, the job that Darren has done up to now has been has been an, an unbelievable job, and and I don't think we can we can be too critical or, or too judgmental on 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 Darren or be too harsh on him this year if 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 results don't go his way. There's probably a little bit of a, a rebuilding job there. You touched on your own awfully. I think the approach here is probably a similar approach that, you know, they're going to have to kind of keep the, the score lines down. You know, you're talking double digits. Uh, they they kickstart with, with Limerick the weekend. You know, what games would they possibly target? Maybe maybe the, the Westmead and Dublin, they seem to have a, a, a good record against Dublin. Again, look, home advantage, we've seen how difficult it is to, 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 to beat them up in Belfast, but when you're naming those names, I mean, even McManus alone, you know, his experience, I mean, you know, him him not taking to the field, him not being in that dress room, him not being around the training ground, him not putting the arm around some of the young lads, uh, that's a big, big loss to, to, to any dress room. And then you, you touch on the names again. So, yeah, I think it's it's going to be a difficult year for, for Antrim in the league. and. Um, in their all Ireland campaign. Just quickly on Westmead, it was a bit mad last year. Westmead had the great their greatest hour against Wexford, and then seven days later they were relegated from the Leinster Championship. It could be tricky enough to kind of get them back up. They know they're back down Joe McDonough as well. At least they're not in one A, which is an absolute shark tank. They have a couple of games maybe that they can target here. I would say they've Galway this weekend, who they have a terrible record against in recent years. But as you mentioned there, the Dublin and Antrim games are something, they're games that they'll be hoping to get something out of. Yeah, they can go after. Now look, they were ex- extremely unlucky. And I mean, that 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 second half performance game with Wexford last year, and that can, you can know, you can always relate back to that. And, and one thing about Westmead, they've, uh, they're a very, very good manager in, in, in Joe Fortune over him. And uh, one sure thing that, you know, when you have a very good manager like Joe, uh, you know, I think there'll be a, an honest effort every day they go out. And look, for a county like Westmead, we have to be realistic. Sometimes that's all you can you can ask for is once once you, once you, your team, once your lads, your panel of players go out, give a hundred percent, an honest effort every day, and that's all you can ask for. And I think that will be the the approach going into this league campaign um, from Joe Joe Fortune and, and Westmead. Just speaking of good managers, we just touch on Dublin briefly. Uh, Michal Dunne, who's there in his second year, big talk of Chris Crummy coming back, which would be huge. Um, which would be a huge boost for them. No word on Liam Rush yet. Um, he obviously had to blood a lot of lads last year. Would say the likes of 
Paddy Doyle, I'd say, made a big impact. Even um, Paul Crummy, who's been around for a couple of years, probably really staked a, a claim last year. Uh, what do you expect from Dublin over the next couple of months? Yeah, they could be slow starters in this league campaign. You know, if if, if Crummy ain't back, uh, Owner on did he? You don't know, here, no, no, picked up an injury, did he? Yeah, hamstring injury. Not sure of the severity of it. He picked it up against Galway. They'd actually tried him at full forward um, during that game, and he limped off, having tried him at wing back in the first game. So, yeah, I'd imagine he would re- revert to defence, but he'd be out for a couple of weeks anyway. Yeah, I watched. I watched him wing back. That was against. Was that against Antrim? I watched. It, I watched it on Clubber there. I watched him. Yeah, and I, I, I like I like the tall process behind that, having him having him uh, wing back. I mean, if you had him wing back and you had Chris Crummy possibly coming back in as as the other wing, um, and Connor Burke as your centre back. I mean, that's oh, now you're talking. That's a serious serious half back and James Madden uh, full back. Uh, Ronan Hayes' brother, just this, this. Yeah, Brian Hayes. He's a flyer, middle of the field. Yeah, flyer. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're introducing him. Uh, Dara Purcell, I think, you know, he could come of age this year. I don't think we'll see the best of the dubs. I think they could struggle early doors in the, in, in the league. I don't foresee him getting to the semi-final. I don't think they'll finish in the, in the top three. But I think that, I think they'll, if you're telling me that, you know, Crummy is coming back, you know, introducing a co- couple of uh, new players, I think they'll trouble one or two teams in the Leinster Championship. I think they play Wexford first in the first round of the first round of the Leinster Championship. So that's going to be a massive, massive game. So yeah, I don't. I I I think they'll they'll probably they'll beat Westmead, they'll beat Antrim, but I don't foresee them uh, winning any of the other three games. Uh, they play Tipperary the weekend. Tipperary haven't beaten them in a in a while up and up in Parnell Park up in Dublin. So I foresee Tipperary winning that game, um, but I do foresee Dublin. Having having a, a good lens or championship and a trouble in a couple of teams. I feel like I'm asking you for the winning lottery numbers here now, but who's going to win the league? We're going to go for Dublin. Are going to go for Galway or Tipperary? I think the winner is going to come from from that side of the draw. I'm going to go for Galway. Okay, I'll go for Cork. Um, great to have you back for another year, Mull, and uh, we'll be back yourself and uh, the dynamic duo of yourself and Eddie Brennan uh, on Monday, where we'll review all the action from a busy weekend. Thanks a million, Mull. You're welcome, Barry. On the wall.